Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jerry Lawler may be, uh, in my eyes, the greatest work ever done with Andy Kaufman. Uh, legendary, uh, top five all-time wrestlers in the history of the sport. Born November 29th in Memphis, Tennessee, he is, without question, one of the greatest wrestling champions of all time, having won a staggering 168 titles in a career that spanned five decades, highlighted by his highly publicized feud with comedian Andy Kaufman. You can listen to his podcast, The Jerry Lawler Show, and April 22nd through 24th, you can meet him in person at the annual Planet Comic Con. Please welcome, the King, Jerry Lawler. Mr. Lawler, how have you been? Johnny, nobody does an introduction quite like you. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Listen, you know, I'm a fan. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you know, everything that you've done, we were talking earlier, playing some audio from the, the Letterman show and, and just the, the work with Andy Kaufman and you guys were dear friends. I just I just think they've never made another uh, a, a storyline like this. I don't think anybody will ever touch the things that you did. And that's literally just such a small part of your entire career. Well, you know, the, the cool thing about that, and I think about it often, is the fact that that was in the days before the word storyline was even thought of. Right. And, it, you know, that's, it, it really, when I think back of all of the, uh, the coincidences and uh, this, uh, the ad-lib stuff that happened during that thing, it was, it was really remarkable. I mean, none of that stuff, you know, back in the day, Andy had never done anything with, uh, with professional wrestling up to that point. And it just, boom, it just started one day when he showed, you know, we had him come into Memphis. And, and from that point on, almost, almost all of what we did, uh, was, was ad lib, was just kind of spur of the moment thing. I mean, when we went on the David Letterman show, David Letterman didn't know that I was going to slap Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman didn't know that I was going to slap him. And I promise you, this is honest to God's truth. I didn't know that I was going to slap him until it happened. Yeah. It was, it was just, I mean, you know, that's just the way it was. That's the way Andy was. He was a, you know, he, he hated to be called a comedian. He was not a stand up comedian. He was just, uh, I don't know. He was, he was just, a provocateur. Uh, a, yes, exactly. And because of his background, because of growing up a, as a wrestling fan, he he was a fan of the bad guys in wrestling, and and that's what that that really affected his his childhood, and it affected his career later on because he he thought that was just a cool thing to do. 
he, he thought that uh, he could try to go out there and emulate the bad guys that he'd seen in wrestling and make the audience uncomfortable, make them yes. actually not like him, but still be popular. And that's exactly what he did uh, throughout his whole career. Without a doubt, man. He, just the things he would do for no apparent reason, reading the Great Gap, people would pay immense amount of money, and he'd read the Great Gatsby to them. Like, just terrible yeah. stuff. Like, just to, just to drive them crazy because he loved watching them be uncomfortable. You know, he killed Santa Claus at Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he just... Yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and it was so great working with Andy because he, I mean, he was, you know, when the cameras weren't on him or whatever, he was just shy and and humble, and and especially being around wrestling. He told me so many times. He said, you know, you're you're the master. I don't I don't know anything about this, so I'll just I'll just follow your lead. And I said, I was just, you know, I'd say, come on, Andy, you're the you're the star here, man. You're off the number one television show in Taxi in uh, the country right now with Taxi, and but it, so it, it just worked out well. It was just two guys, uh, you know, trying to come up with good stuff that 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 that, like I said, most of it happened on the spur of the moment, and it worked out well. Well, the fact that he stayed in character when you lit him up, and look, that's that was a real shot because he flipped out of the chair. Like, that's, you can't fake that. That's And that's the thing that always used to drive me crazy when people would try to disparage wrestling. Like, uh, forget about whatever, we're, you know, what's real, what's not real. Those hits are real. Those falls are real. Those, those you know, that's a real physical sport. And when you lit him up and flipped him back to that chair, that's real. And the fact he stayed in character and even drove the story further and stayed with it, there'll never be another thing like that. No, as, and, and the reason he flipped out of the chair is because I hit him as hard as I could. And it Jesus knocked, Christ. It knocked him completely out of the chair. And he was disoriented for a little while, he told me later. But when he came back uh, after the commercial break and and went on that tirade of, of swear words with the, you know, all the yeah. cursing. And, and later on, David Letterman said, David said, that's when I knew it was real. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, because I, I knew Andy well, and he had, I'd never heard him swear, never heard him curse. See? And when he came out and did that, especially on live TV, uh, you know, I mean, Dave just, he was flabbergasted. So, so I, I want to jump because I want to talk about this. Uh, let me switch subjects on you. You're rolling into Comic-Con, which I'm so glad these things are back. I'm a huge fan. Planet Comic-Con in Kansas City 2022, happening April 22nd through the 24th at Bartle. So it's a huge place. Uh, I love the fact that you participate in these because th- there's another side. To you that Unless you follow uh, Jerry Lawler, who's, by the way, if you're just joining the show, Jerry the King Lawler, WWE Hall of Famer, wrestling legend. Uh, you can go to uh, kingjerrylawler.com also to check it all out. Um, but you put up a video of your bat cave, the King's bat cave. And I cannot tell you how fantastic I think that is full size Hulk, full size Superman, a Batmobile in there. This is, I knew nobody's ever had full size Batman, all your costumes, pinball games. I'm a huge pinball guy. That is uh, I mean, that's just the, I, something tells me that's just the beginning of the collection. Yeah, it's, it's uh, quite a collection. As a matter of fact, there's a guy named Kevin Kane, who is the, he, in in Memphis, he's the head of Memphis tourism uh, here in the, in the city, and he came over not too long ago to my house. To, I don't know to bring me some tickets for something. I don't know, but anyway, it was the first time he'd ever been to my house. And and uh, when I gave him the full tour, I mean, you know, I have a movie room upstairs. I have a I have a game room upstairs, and then of course I have the the king's. I call it the Bat Cave downstairs. You know, with the with the Batmobile and all the. Uh, in there, I also have a lot, a lot of my 
my robes and costumes that I wore through the years, the, some championship belts in there and crowns. And, and, and like you said, the, a, a full, I mean, I have a, a Batmobile. I have a 10 foot tall, incredible Hulk, two full size Superman, Batman, Deadpool, all, all of these Love characters this. just hanging out in this, in this Batcave. And my friend Kevin Payne, after we went through the house, you know, Memphis is, of course, famous for Graceland. Sure. And now this is a guy that's head of tourism, and he told me, he said, King, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke here. He said, uh, your tour in your house is better than touring Graceland. Yeah. So I was, I was, uh, I was, it was quite a compliment. But, yeah, I, I've collected over the years a bunch of crazy kind of stuff. Every, every, every time I walk somebody in there, they look up at this stuff, and I say, what? Doesn't everybody have a 10-foot-tall Incredible Hulk in their house? <laughs> right, I know. Listen, I, I understand this. I collect stuff. I've got, a, uh, of course, a 2x4 from Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I've got a, a robe from Ric Flair that says, you know, Nature Boy, woo! You know, it's, it's autographed with the feathers. And, and you know, I've got a, a leather jacket from Henry Winkler, uh, an Evil Knievel uh, autographed jumpsuit. I'm, so I've, I'm just a hard collector because... It's the golden age of entertainment. When you look at stuff like the Hulk or, or pinball or collectible figures or wrestling or Batmobile on, from television, it is just, it's classic entertainment. There's just something about collecting that stuff and looking at it that makes you feel better. Well, and plus the fact that I think you and I, with the stuff that we try to collect, is stuff that brings back really fond memories yeah. from our own childhood. Sure. I mean, you know, my, my whole superhero collection out there, I, I, I look back, I still wear... On my on my left hand, I wear a, a Superman ring instead of my WWE Hall of Fame ring, and and I, I look back and I think I can trace back all of my success and all of my interest in life that led me to where I am today throughout my career, to the fact that uh, I was a fan of Superman as a kid, like five year old kid. When Superman came on TV, it affected my life in such a way that I don't know. It's like. Uh, you know, I tried to emulate the superheroes by later on, later on, uh, wrestlers became my superheroes. Sure. And, and, you know, and then I just wanted to be one of those. And that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that, uh, that those memories from back in the day, watching Batman in the afternoons on, on, on TV. When, I, I, I actually, uh, you know, this was, I was just in high school at the time in 1966, and I actually, I, I faked a romance with a young young lady there. I, I pretended to be her boyfriend so that I could go over to her house and watch Batman because she had a color TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she ever find out? Did she ever know? I don't know. I don't know. After after Batman went off two seasons later, uh, I didn't see her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what year? I mean, because you understand, like, but you had that itch, man, to. Uh, to really make it in entertainment, because you—I mean—you worked on the radio. You, uh, you know, you became this wrestler. And, and as far as Memphis, Tennessee, and the Southern wrestling circuit, there was no bigger. And you lived there, and so you were a superhero, and, and in many ways, to all these people because they really loved it. You know, there was a—we we didn't have the internet, we didn't have twenty million TV stations, so you really got invested in the shows that you watched, and. And, and wrestling's one of those. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like walking around in the 70s in Memphis as Jerry Lawler. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. But I, honestly, at that time, when I look back on it, I, I don't know. I didn't, you didn't, I didn't even think about that. I've never really thought about the fact that, or, or, or never really thought about, the, I don't know, the fact that we as wrestlers were stars. I, I just I kind of looked at it. And, I, and I'm so glad that I did. I kind of looked at it all my life 
because we did work every single day. We wrestled every single day. I almost just sort of looked at it as a job uh, that I really enjoyed, that I really couldn't wait to go do every day. And, uh, you know, there was, there was never one time that I would go out and have a world championship match and come back and sit down and say, man, I wonder, what, was that a five-star match? Or, I mean, it was, it was at that time when we were doing it, it was just, uh, you know, you went out and had your match and you start thinking about, oh, my gosh, i got to drive tomorrow six hours to Louisville, Kentucky and have that same match again. You know, it, just, it, it, was, it was a t- totally different time because, uh, because, mainly sure. because of technology. You know, like you said, Back then, we had ABC, NBC, and CBS, right. and uh, you know, and then uh, you know, PBS or something like that, and that was it. So, man, in, in Memphis, especially on Saturday mornings at eleven o'clock, we had a live ninety-minute wrestling show every week. That almost at one time, seventy-eight percent of the televisions in use were tuned to wrestling. Seventy-eight <laughs> uh, rating, seventy-eight percent. You yeah. you got to think about that. Like now, if you got. Uh, anything uh, in the high singles, you're a, you're a hit. Oh, absolutely, and, and, and that's because there's you know, and, and it's constantly changing. But that's because you know there suddenly became hundreds of stations that you that were in play that you could watch instead of three. And now uh, even that's changing because of the, all the streaming video right. the stuff that's coming out. You know, I mean, it's just it's going to be. Uh, I, I would say in. In five years from now, we'll be thinking of like cable TV as as something from the past. It won't even, it won't even be the same. And don't you love the fact that you were able to embrace it? Because you know some guys won't embrace the new. The future's happening. The world changes. This is it's something to be excited about, not be sad about. Like, but there are people in the industry, in all industries, that just will not embrace it. Aren't you glad that you've always stayed relevant? And you've always stayed engaged. And like coming to Comic-Con because you love it. Like this is something you love to do. Why would you open up your restaurant on Beale Street? It's what you love to do. Why work with the WWE at 72? Yeah. You love to do this. Yeah, I, re- I really do. Like I said, you know, and I've heard a lot of people say this, but uh, I've, I've had such a career doing something that I loved. So it was never like I had to work a day in my life. Right. I mean, I, at one time, and, I, and probably still some, sometimes today I almost do, uh, I would have paid them I would have paid the promoters to let me wrestle, you know, but instead, sure. you know, all, all this time I, I was fortunate enough to make, have a great career and make a lot of money and, and, and like you said, do the things you love. And that's where the, like the, the, the comic cons come into effect. I really started doing comic cons uh, and they're very, you know, they're very profitable. They're, they're just a lot of fun to do, but I started doing them because I was a fan of these things. I mean, right. I, I think you have a list, or maybe some of the some oh, of the dude. other stars that are coming to coming to Kansas City in April. But just like I just did one recently in um, in Providence, Rhode Island, and I thought, ah, do I really want to go? And then all of a sudden, I looked at the guest list, and there were two guys on there that I said, "Oh my gosh, I have a chance to meet these guys." Right? Uh, yeah, put me down. I'm going to be on the show. And it was it was Jerry Mathers. And uh, Tony Dow, which were, of course, yeah. you know, the Wally to and Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. Leave it to Beaver. God, that's so great. I got to go and, and hang out with those two guys back in the green room and just talk and, and meet those guys. And that made my whole trip. It wasn't, I, I didn't even, uh, you know, I, there's so many people that come to these things that I'm a big fan of. William Shatner, that was, you know, he, he goes to just about all of these things. He's William incredible. Shatner and I go back all the way to 2007 when he entered, inducted me into the Hall of Fame and, so there's there's just so many cool people to see, and and if you've never been to a comic con before, take this chance. If you're there in Kansas City, 
Come on out, April 22nd, 23rd, 24th. It, it's amazing. And like you said, the crowds are back. Uh, the thing that we, that I just did up in Providence, it was packed. And, and, and it's really a, been really a lot of fun. People are back into doing the cosplay and all of that sort of stuff. No, it's, it's fun. Great. It's a nice bunch of people. Uh, it's going to be great to hang out. Hopefully you'll get into town and be able to come by the studio and hang out a little bit. And, uh, man, whatever you need while you're here, I'll take you out. If you need a, a car, you want to go get some barbecue, hang out on the show, whatever. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, just a huge fan of you just and everything you do. And uh, I'll be there at Comic-Con for sure. And uh, and I, I can't wait to catch up with you, Jerry. I can't either. It's going to be great fun. And, uh, you know, you're talking about, we, we tried to have this interview last week, and you guys got bad weather and snow and all that sort of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm just looking outside. My, my cable is getting disrupted. We're about to, we're under a tornado watch here in Memphis. Uh, and, and, yeah, you know how that goes down yeah. here, right in here in the Bluff City. But, yeah, we're under a tornado watch until 11 a.m. this morning, and it looks like it's going to be some bad storms rolling through here today. Well, look, stay safe. I hope everybody in Memphis is safe. And, brother, I will see you in April. If not, we'll talk sooner than that. And uh, always good to hear your voice. Johnny, thank you so much for having me, man. I stay right there. Hold on a second. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chelsea, is, she's one of my favorites because she defies all norms in terms of how you're going to build a career, how you're going to do stand-up, what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept, who to give the double fingers to, yeah. who, who to be uh, un erringly honest with everything in her world, man. Born February 25th in Livingston, New Jersey, she is a comedian, actress, and host, who we first met on the hidden camera show, Girls Behaving Badly, before going on to host her talk shows, The Chelsea Handler Show, and Chelsea Lately, writing a best-selling book, Are You There Chelsea? It's Me Vanka, hosting various Netflix projects and starring in her own comedy specials. And on April 23rd and 24th, you can see her live on stage as she brings her vaccinated and horny tour to the Uptown Theater. Please welcome, Chelsea Handler. Hey Chelsea, how are you? Good morning. Listen, first of all, 
I cannot believe how lucky we are. Vaccinated and horny rolling into the uptown the 23rd of April. Finally, we're back to seeing real shows again. I'm excited. Really excited, man. Yes, I'm excited, too. Kansas City is one of those um, very fun cities to perform in. So it's very fun as a as an well, I wouldn't call myself an artist. I'll say performer. That sounds a little bit less pretentious. Yeah, but you are. You, this is, and there's many things I love about you, but really over the last decade, what I've, I've also learned is that you just, you are fearless. You don't take the safe way. You have pissed people off in the industry, but I just think it's people who should be pissed off anyway. You've, you've done exactly how you felt you wanted your life to go. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes, I have pissed a lot of people off. That's my specialty. But, you know, I think it's very important, especially as a woman, you know, you just have to be very bold and strong. And as as somebody who's, you know, uh, like a female kind of like not not a leader, but like, you know, you want to set an example for other women to behave in the same way. It's important for me to be like, yeah, you know, you get to you should grab life by the. By the balls. Know, balls. Yeah. And say, yeah, I'm here. Listen, hear me roar and have a good time while you're doing it. So, yeah, I'm, a lot of people get confused by that, though, because, you know, when a woman does that, people are like, whoa, 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 what is that? Oh. So you do get a lot of flack, but I'm okay. I'm used to that. Yeah, we used to call that being a dude in a beautiful girl suit because you, you were, you, you, suddenly you'd see somebody who was free to be the way you should have been the whole time. Like, there's nothing, to me, there's nothing more attractive than, than authenticity. And genuinely, you're genuinely funny. You live life. Like, I, we went to Peru, went to Equitos, and found a, a shaman and did, and did uh, ayahuasca. And then, then I started reading about you doing it. I was like, Jesus Christ, I love this bro. She's like, she's the greatest thing ever. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we filmed my, my ayahuasca experience for a special on Netflix called Chelsea Does. So that was good. But, yeah, I like, to, I like to push the boundaries. I just filmed my annual ski birthday video up in Whistler where I ski down the mountain topless with a margarita in one hand and a joint in the other. So that was really <laughs> fun. And I was able to incorporate a couple of new surprises this year. So, yeah, I like to uh, show how great it is when you can be free and not really care so much about what everybody thinks. Well, we care too much about what everybody thinks, myself included. So I'm always trying to disabuse myself of that notion. Well, you know what? I don't know if we ever get clear of it totally, but the more you do, the, the you're right, the freer you become. When you just go, look, I'm me. I'm cool with who I am. I, I believe in who I am. I don't think I'm a bad person. I think I want, you know. And, and then that's where the comedy comes in for you. Like, it's it's all... The greatest comedy will always be from the truth, the mirror of society, of, of everything that we see and feel. And yeah, sometimes it's shocking, but you, I, don't, I never feel like you do it to just be shocking. I feel this is your life. Yeah, no, no. Trying to be shocking for the sake of being shocking is very, well, boring, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah, of course. And transparent. Yeah. And transparent. But I hear that I have some stiff competition that weekend, because I'm doing two shows at the Uptown Theater, and I hear there is a Comic-Con festival that weekend in kansas city yeah but it'll be perfect listen they, you're gonna go that during the day they're gonna come see you at night then what wow. unbelievable material if you make it down to that comic-con during the day yeah well that's definitely not gonna happen i think <laughs> i went to comic-con once in san diego and i think once was enough for me dude there's something about those guys in their own and i do mean this like the cosplayer people that i go dude you're free today like you might get your ass kicked in high school something look at you like this isn't the coolest thing but today is your goddamn day and i and i have a great that's deal right. of love for that man it's that's good that's right there's that's the spirit that's the spirit everybody should embody yeah man and, and I mean, think about you I just think about your your television shows and and I think about your comedy specials and how many books six uh yes six, six. Books 
listen, people have wanted, I think, I think industry important people, sometimes you, you make them mad. And I think you defy them. And I, I always wonder, I wonder if she, cause I feel like I keep doing this job after all these years to just outlast the people who say you aren't going to be able to do it or the, the people you irritate by having the job. I think I'm just going to stick around until you finally are off the planet and then I'll quit. And I, and I wonder if a little bit of that drives you as well. Um, no, I mean, I pretty much, you know, I, I march to my own. I mean, if I'm sick of a job, you know, like for instance, Chelsea lately, I wanted to, I did that for seven or eight years and then, I quit it, and people couldn't understand why I would walk away from that, and it was I, I was just done with that, you know. I, like to me, that had been fully cooked and fully realized, and then I wanted to challenge myself with something new. Um, and people were like, oh, "Wait, you don't ever do that in Hollywood, you know? What about you right. know, where are you going to get your next paycheck if you walk away?" But being beholden to something just because it's successful is, you know, that's not an elixir for life success that's an elixir for outside success you know that personally I, that wasn't going to be enough for me for a while and you know I, I stand up is one of those mediums where you're always connecting with your audience you know you get to see your audience and your diehard fans and and to me like you know there's a time for all those different types of things sometimes I like to write books sometimes I like to do tv and sometimes I like to do stand-up and there was a time in my life where I did them all together at the same time and that was a hot mess, you know what I mean? Because you burn the candle so hard at both ends sure. that you're kind of doing all things mediocre instead of doing one thing really well. So that's been a nice lesson to learn. Like, as I got older, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not, you know, not not go so hard or, you know, not do so many things. You don't have to do a talk show, a stand-up tour, and write a book at the same time. <laughs> it might be nice to space those things out well, so I can have, like, a better quality of life, you know, and so that my dogs know that I'm their mother instead of my cleaning lady who they think is their birth brother. <laughs> now, do you take them on the road with you? Do you, uh, do you get, because I, like, I've gotten my dogs before a little service dog vest so I can, they can go with me. Yeah, but my dogs are, I, I try, I take them once in a while and um, they're with me right now. I'm in Whistler, Canada right now skiing. So the dogs are with me. But yeah, I take them out on stage sometimes at the end of the show because I talk a lot about how much they disrespect me during the show and how the reason why I've never had children is because I've had so many rescue dogs and it's all been pretty much one big disaster. So it's important <laughs> as a woman, if you know you're not capable of anything, you know, I've had like eight or nine rescue dogs in my entire life and I've returned, I think, half. <laughs> so I know you can't do that with a baby. Hey, you, uh, you got a birthday coming up. I do. I'm going to be 47 this week. And hot as balls. Just Wait until fantastic. you see my new birthday ski video. We recorded it in a new place this year. And uh, I was like, ooh. You know what? I was looking at myself. I go, oh, I looked a little bit better in last year's video. And I go, you know what? That's exactly why I'm not going to redo it. Because I don't want to be perfect or look perfect or look like it's supposed to be a fun video, you know? So that's another reason. Like, you don't want to set a standard for women that is perfect when you're not perfect. None of us are. No, no, and, and listen, I, and I truly believe nothing sexier than confidence. Nothing, nothing. Perfection is not sexy. Confidence is sexy. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's sexy in a man, woman, and somebody who doesn't identify as either. You know, as long as you're confident, I mean, and you know, it's hard because you can say to somebody, be confident. It's not that simple. It comes from within. You have right. to really believe in yourself. Right. And you have to kind of, you know, it's an inside job. But it is the most attractive thing. I mean, you know, who doesn't love me? Even my, my boyfriend, Joe Coy, like, you know, I just love 
that watching him on stage and watching his confidence, I'm like, yes. oh yeah, you know, that's the sexiest thing in any per in any person. Insecurity yep. is really hard, you know, that's hard to deal with. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I try to practice self confidence and uh, you know, a nice a nice dose of it, not arrogance. Confident. Without a doubt. Hey, listen, Chelsea, and I'm certainly not cutting this short, but they're giving me uh, the, the big finger already because of our time limit. But listen, when you get into Kansas City, you're here for a couple days. Look, you're not going to need any help selling these things out at the Uptown Theater, but if you want to come by the studio, you're welcome. I'd love to hear your voice. You're welcome to call. Uh, I just thank you for making time for us uh, while you're on your vacation. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is a great morning TED Talk. <laughs> right on. Right on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.